Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. This morning I want to give you some proverbs to ponder. Some proverbs to ponder. This will be like opening up one of those little life instruction books this morning. All right? Um, but we're going to start in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 30. All right? Proverbs to ponder. Are you ready? Well, Larry's ready. Thank you, Larry. But of him, you are in Christ Jesus. Where are you? In Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God. And righteousness and sanctification and redemption. It's like, you know, the Apostle Paul starts, he's like, I better stop right here because I can just go on and go on and go on, all that Jesus has become for us. But these are powerful. But I want you to notice the first thing he mentions here is that Christ became for us wisdom from God. See, wisdom isn't something that you have to try to get to come into your life. It's already in your life. Right? You're in him. Christ is in you, which means wisdom is in you. It's always at your disposal. Amen. So use it. Use it. The Scripture says that we all have the mind of Christ, but we also have the purpose to put on the mind of Christ, which means you have to be aware of that mind, right? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You have to allow it. You have to choose it. You have to choose this wisdom that is already resident inside you. Can I get a good amen today? And since Christ has become wisdom for us, what this is just another invitation from God, and this is another way of him expressing himself, this is who I am for you. I am wisdom for you. So you don't try to look somewhere else because he's the source. He's the ultimate resource. And um, so we're going to look through some different scriptures uh, in the book of Proverbs now. It's a book that reveals the wisdom of God to us. It's a book of comparisons. Uh, it teaches us the ways of the wise compared to the ways of the fool. Um, I, I recommend a, a regular diet of some of the Proverbs as you're reading and growing in the things of the Scriptures. You know, most of your Bible reading should be in the letters of Paul. But you need to dip back there and get some of those good life instructions from Proverbs as well. And when you see those through the right kind of lens, through the New Testament lens that Jesus gave Paul to show us this revelation that we can see things through that New Testament lens, even looking back in the Old and uh, see how those things apply to us today. You know, because the Old Testament is, is really history, right? It's, it's really the history of the way things are, but the New Covenant is the mystery revealed. It's, and so now we live in a day where our eyes are wide open. And... Um, and when we look back at these historical things, so many of those things were, are for us to learn from, but not necessarily where we live. We live in this new covenant. Amen. Aren't you grateful that you live in the new covenant? This new and living way that Jesus Christ provided for us and uh, made, caused us to have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ and been justified by faith. But there are these principles that can help govern us and to help lead us and guide us. You know, the Spirit of God many times just... He, he communicates with us in promptings and in hints. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Uh, he's, he's, he's not, I mean, sometimes we'd like him to just speak audibly, 
you know. <laughs> just right, can't you just, can't you just do it? No, he, he is, has a relationship with you, and he wants you to learn his promptings and his leadings. And his, but he also is not going to infringe upon your right to choose because that's God gave you that choice. He gave you that gift of choice. Amen? And so this is, this is how we develop this relationship. And the more you heed and listen to his promptings and are aware of those things, the, clear, the more clear things are. Amen? Amen. So um, not only do you see comparisons of the, the wise and the fool, but also the, the righteous versus the wicked throughout the book of Proverbs and some of it in Psalms as well. And this great book is, is found, this hidden wisdom of God, and this wisdom that lasts through the ages. Proverbs chapter 1, we'll start reading there, and, and this is the opening of it. I like the way this, this reads, these first seven verses. It says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding. First thing, right out of the gate, right? Wisdom, perception, knowledge. To know wisdom, instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. Verse 3, to receive the instruction of wisdom. Justice, judgment, and equity. To give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. How many, how many of you know that the young man needs knowledge and discretion? He's got a lot of things on his mind. Well, one in particular is pretty <laughs> dominant. But uh, <laughs> verse 5, a wise man will hear and increase learning. So, Always be a student. Always be, a wise man will hear and increase learning. See, a wise man is somebody who's had some experience in life. Right? They've walked down the road a ways. Probably got some gray in their hair. Right? But it says the wise man who's gained this experience, he's still learning. Still increasing in learning. And a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Verse 6. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. Verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Now, for you and I, the fear of the Lord is, is a different way to look at it today. All right? Um, the fear of the Lord for us is to believe God. It's to walk by faith. What does the scripture say? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But guess what? With faith, it's impossible not to please Him. All right? So, faith in the Lord, taking Him at His word, trusting Him fully, is the beginning of knowledge. So you're fully relying, as I like the way the Amplified describes faith or trusting in God. Trust in, cling to, rely on. To trust in, to cling to, to rely on. This is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Now, Proverbs 3. Let's go two chapters over in verse 1. Where's Maddie Claire? Is she here? She's not here. Did she quit? She sang this morning, didn't she? Did y'all know that? I didn't know this until this morning that my son-in-law, what an actor he is. That was awesome. <laughs> Proverbs 3, 1 and 2. My son, do not forget my law. Let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace 
they will add to you. Well, there's some good instruction right there. There's some great wisdom. It says length of days and long life. That sounds kind of like a redundant statement, doesn't it? Length of days and long life. How many of you know you can have a, a long life but not have fulfilled days? And that would be a bummer to live a long time and hate every day that you're living. Right? But this says length of days. And I, 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 like, I like that because it makes every day meaningful. You know, you've, you've all worked and you had so many things to do and then you ran out of the day before you finished all the work. Right? The day sh- got short on you. But this says you'll get length of days. Every day will be a day of fulfillment. And then to boot, meaningful days and then long life of meaningful days. Wow. I love those promises. And you got it says keep it. Keep it. To remember God's word and to keep it. Keep it in your heart because there's a promise of these things. Long life. You know it's God's will that you live a long life. Two people got it. All right, I said, you know it's God's will. It is God's will that you live a long life. Right? See, when he created man, he did, he, he did not create Adam to die. Adam had to choose death. God chose life for him. And if Adam had never sinned, he'd still be alive right now. Right? But death came because of sin, not because of God's will. God's will is that we live. As a matter of fact, the gift of eternal life tells us what his ultimate will is. That we just live and keep on living. Amen? So he wants you to have a good long life. Amen? This promise is for you. Your days will be full and satisfying. But, you know, I, I was thinking about that one time, like, long life. Yeah, I think I want that. I do. But that means I've got to pray for my friends and family, too, that they live long, too, because that'd just be lonely. If you're burying everybody that you love, right? <laughs> but with your heart and your mind set on God's Word, you'll learn to live in the moment every day because His Word will be there to guide you and help you to really understand how to redeem that precious, precious time that we all have. Amen. And the power to do it is found in his living word. Now let's go one chapter over, Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4. Pondering some Proverbs this morning. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Take this as wisdom from your heavenly father today. All right? Son, that includes sons and daughters. Okay? Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. All right? How do you let them depart from your eyes? Well, you read it. You get your eyes on the word. Amen? And it says, keep them in the midst of your heart, which means you meditate on it. You meditate on it. You think about it. Just ponder it. Next, verse 22. For they are life to those who find them. What are life to those? Yeah. The word of God, the, word, the, the instruction, the wisdom that comes from your heavenly father. Their life to those who find them in health to all their. I like that. This is specifically talking about your body. What the word will do for your physical body. And if you're in need of some physical help today, the Lord has help for you. He has life for you to glean from. He has promises for you to take hold of. One of those is... Somebody give me a healing scripture promise here today. Something you've held on to. Anybody? Yeah, that's it. Say say it, Isaiah. It's actually in your book, Isaiah. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Amen. He sent his word. And... 
healed us and delivered us from all our destruction. Okay? So those are, some, those are, these are the, the words that will, if you'll get them in your heart and in your mouth, they will affect this physical body. This here specifically is talking about health to all of your flesh. Does that help you? Amen. Uh, and so peace is, is the, is back to 3, 2, it says long life and length of days, long life and peace they will add to you. And this is the final promise that's mentioned there in chapter 3. It means completeness, safety, soundness, welfare, health, prosperity, and quiet. Wow. When you're faced with, with difficulties and fear-producing situations, remember that God gives you peace. Amen. And thank Him for that peace. Giving thanks gives you the proper perspective in your situation. Help you not get swallowed up by anxieties and worries and concerns. Though, though you may not know what to do in the moment, you belong to the one who does know what to do. And he's on your side. And the peace of God, the scripture promises, that passes all understanding. It's one of those things that we cannot comprehend. We cannot conjure up. It's just something that the Lord does on the inside of us. And it guards our hearts and minds. You know what I'm talking about. You've been in a situation where there's the opportunity to freak out, you know. But for some reason, you've got this quietness in your soul about it, you know. And then you almost feel bad because you're not worried about it. You almost feel like you're not concerned about it, Right? You're like, should I, should I be this happy right now? Because all hell's breaking loose. Yeah, because that's what the peace of God, it guards you. It guards you. And all these promises are realized by the one who continually remembers what God has said and believes his word above everything else. And then 423 says, keep your heart with all diligence. Keep your heart or guard your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. Notice that. Keep your heart. Well, what's, why, why is that important? Because your heart is where your faith is housed. right? With the heart, one believes unto righteousness. This is our central believing system. So you've got to guard your heart. In doing that, you're guarding your faith in God. Amen. Protecting it. And um, whatever is in your heart is, is everything to your life. And this verse admonishes us to keep or to guard it. There are many things that are vying for our hearts today. We must understand how vital this truth is for our lives. Amen. The opportunities to stumble, to be offended, to become bitter, they abound ultimately. I mean, they're all over the place. You must be vigilant to protect your heart from these things. Hmm? It's easy. Isn't it easy? It really is easy to reason uh, or to justify your, your ill feelings. You know when you've been wronged? It's easy to do that. But it will ultimately be your downfall. If you don't guard your heart, amen. Great peace have those who love your word and nothing shall offend them. All right? If you're a person that's easily offended, let me invite you to fall in love with the word. All right? Fall in love with the word of God. Get it in your heart. Get it in your mouth. That'll keep you from stumbling so much in that. Amen. Guard your heart. Being quick to forgive. Amen. Believe the best. Can I get some good amens today? Hey, live your life like everybody likes you. Let them convince you otherwise. Don't calculate and wonder if they do or don't. Just act like everybody loves you. Amen. And ultimately live to please God, not men. I like this one, Proverbs 10, 22. This is a great verse of Scripture. It says, The blessing of the Lord makes one, what? Rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. You know, there are a lot of ways to get rich that end in sorrow. A lot of corners you could cut, ways to cheat. Hmm? 
Just have a windfall come, and if you're not a good manager of money, we've seen our friends who win the lottery from time to time. <laughs> money just magnifies the man, right? So, but this is the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and there's no sorrow added with it. Yeah. See, this, that's a good thing, because we want to sometimes make excuses for the blessing of God in our life. You know? The Lord bless you. The favor of God comes on you. Maybe you get some crazy good deal on a car. Somebody gives you a car. Some, you know, some kind of material possession shows up in your life that others know that you can't afford that. Right? But then, oh, nice car. Yeah, I got a really good deal on it. Right? Hey, listen. He gives us richly all things to enjoy. Why would you feel guilty about the blessing of God on your life? Amen. But we've been trained, we've trained ourselves that way to feel bad about having good things. Amen. That's the time to glory in the Lord. Yeah. Look what God has done. To Him be the glory on this. All right. Now watch this. I want, I want to give you if, you, if you take notes or if you are taking notes, or let's maybe start today. It might help you. Uh, it says He adds no sorrow with it. Listen to this. Here's the word, the Hebrew word for sorrow. He adds no pain toil, labor, or hardship, which means you don't work for this. You don't labor for this. Mm. This blessing to enrich you is not like the blessings that came through the law, because remember the law where you will be blessed if you do your part. But this is totally different. This blessing is given solely by God. He doesn't require you to toil or labor for it. It's an unconditional blessing. So in order for you to have it activated in your life, what? You've got to receive it. It's the best way to respond to a gift is to receive it. Amen. Come on, help me. God told Abraham, I will bless you. I will bless you, and you in turn will act like me. You will be a blessing. And the scripture tells us what that blessing looked like. That Abraham was rich in silver and gold and cattle, and he had great possessions. And God's riches are to be experienced both in spirit and in the natural. All right, I'm going to try that one one more time. I said God's riches are to be experienced both in the spirit and in the natural. Amen. All right? He, he teaches us, the Paul, Paul teaches us the blessing of Abraham now has come upon us, the, us Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we receive the promise of the spirit through faith. So it, they're not predicated upon how well you perform, but by your faith. He freely gives these things. So, and there's no occasion for toiling in that. Right? Faith just takes you right into grace. Amen. Praise God. Let's go to one, maybe two more. Proverbs eleven twenty five. Proverbs eleven twenty five. The generous soul will be made. See, I, like, I, I want to make you say the word in church. All right? This is a good four-letter word. The generous soul will be made. And he who waters will also be watered himself. Unfortunately, many people give because it's, they need to. It's, an, it's obligatory, right? But listen, the generous soul is not someone who's given because they need to. They're given because they can't help it. They love to do it. They look for those opportunities. Amen. It, it, generosity transcends obligation. Uh, to, to give uh, by obligation is, is no fun. Generosity is premeditated. It's calculated in the heart long before a need or opportunity to give arrives. So that when that opportunity does come, you're prompt to act right there. 
right? Doesn't Corinthians teach us that? God loves a cheerful giver. The word cheerful means prompt to act, ready to do it right now. All right, Lord, you just, you just show me the need. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to act. I'm, I'm going to give without hesitation because there's nothing I'm going to allow in, in material things to be between me and you. Amen. Amen. Ain't nothing worth, and hold, worth holding on to in this world. Amen. I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse, so you ain't taking it with you. Gen- uh, Isaiah 32, 8 says, but a generous man devises generous things, and by generosity he shall stand. Amen. That's why the generous soul is going to be made rich, and that's why he will never run out nor run dry. Look at this. Proverbs 12, 1. Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. I don't even know if I need any commentary on that. I mean, that's just about in-your-face common sense, right? Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. Listen, if I'm wrong, I want to know that I'm wrong. Right? I don't, I, I, who has the time or who, think about it, why would we defend being wrong? If we need correction, let's correct it. Right? Amen. Be smart. Stay teachable. Proverbs 18.20. And this really will be the last one. You know, you were created with a need that only God can satisfy. So he gives this wisdom, this knowledge. He brings correction so that our life is filled with the right stuff. A man set on his own way may get full, but he'll never truly be satisfied. Proverbs 18.20 says, A man's stomach will be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. In other words, he's going to eat his words. That's what it's saying. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. What are you talking about? Huh? What are you eating? What are you chewing on? Hmm? Feed yourself well. And these words are words of life. They're words of life. So speak life. Verse 21. You know this one. Let's all read this one nice and loud. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Wow. How do you show you love it? You talk about it. You talk about it. You want death? You're going to talk about it. You talk death, you're going to get death. You talk life, you're going to get life. But this says it's in the power of the tongue. You think, think about those two huge things. Death and life, you'd think that it would say, are in the power of God. But it says death and life are in the power of your tongue. All right? How many of you love that responsibility? Oh, Lord, I wish I could be a Calvinist. Why can't you just be in charge of everything in that? Just, okay, anyway, sorry. Man who's spoken much in our lives, Pastor Charles Neiman. We go to his conference every year. He says, There's no premium to living in the land of stupid. I like that. No premium to it. Can I give you one more? It's only, it's, I haven't even been here an hour yet. Proverbs 15:1. This, this is a good one to go home on. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. This is a constant reminder of how to have peaceful and meaningful conversations with others, especially husbands and wives. Hmm? How quickly things can go good or how quickly things can go bad. Hmm? 
all by how we respond to one another. A soft answer is not only about turning wrath away from the one that you're speaking to, but really it's turning wrath away from you. Hmm? Taking a moment to think. The scripture also teaches us to let our speech always be with grace. James says to be quick to listen. What happened to our society? Quick to listen, slow to speak. We got that backwards. Quick to listen, slow to speak, therefore slow to wrath. Amen. I wish that I hadn't started so many fires in my life. You know? I wish I hadn't done it. Because those things, you want to, you know, I've told my children, especially when they got in their teenage years, and told them this, you got to do everything you can to minimize the regrets in your life. Do what you can to minimize the regrets in your life. And most of that's going to have to do with how you treat others. How you talk to others. Slow to speak. Slow to wrath. Slow to speak. Slow to wrath. Because reactionary words are just words without thought. Right? They're, they're damaging. They're divisive. And they're usually spoken loudly. But a soft answer is a calculated answer. It's when you go, mm-hmm. Yes, dear. It has thought behind it. It's considerate of the one with whom you're conversing. Happy birthday, by the way, Virginie Garner. I want to ask how old you are. It's my mom's birthday today, too. Hmm. Who's? John Wyatt? It's John Wyatt's birthday, too. You're... Anybody else got a birthday today? Happy birthday. Amen. Hey, uh, uh, Proverbs teaches this also, and you can see this. That's why we've got to get this soft answer, soft answer, calculate it, slow down, think, answer. Because the word says a fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. Hmm? Amen. Aren't you grateful that, that you've got wisdom that you're ready? Pull on it. Call on it. Use it for the glory of God. Amen. Father, thank you for this this time together. Thank you for this wisdom that we glean from your scriptures. Your truths are forever. The counsel of the Lord stands forever and your plans to all generations. So I pray that these Proverbs today will be those things, those truths that we meditate on, we really think about take them into our lives we receive them Lord we don't want to argue with you we want to mature and a sign of someone who's maturing is somebody who stops arguing and we just receive your wisdom today sometimes it's uncomfortable that's okay sometimes we don't even like it but that's okay because it's life to us And Lord, you have a path for us that leads to life and abundance in this life. This is the life that you came to give us. This is the life that you laid down your life for us to have. We want that. So help us, Lord, to receive from you today, to take these truths into our hearts, to be people who choose wisdom, 
choose to live in truth. Thank you, Father. You're a very present help in all of our troubles. And I thank you, Lord, that even whoever may be here in trouble today, maybe some of these things have spoken to them. Maybe they've been a person who's been reactionary, short-tempered. I pray today, God, they would take in this wisdom and they would help be agents for peace instead of chaos in their homes that would lead in peace. Thank you, Father. Bless these marriages here today that they would be strong in the love of God, the love for one another. And I thank you, Father God, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against them in judgment, they shall condemn. I thank you, Lord, that they enjoy this life, that they walk together side by side in this grace of life. Declare everyone over everyone here who has children that all of their children shall be taught of the Lord. Ooh, thank you, Lord, for that verse. And great shall be the peace of their children. Hallelujah. We thank you for that today. And Lord, I thank you that every household here today would be abundant with grace and peace. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Let your light shine for him this week. Amen. Walk in his wisdom walk in his wisdom. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.